what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. When you get saved, the power of the Holy Spirit comes into your life, and He'll open things up to you. We're privy to information that the world out here does not have. This woman, she loved God. She supported the work of God by providing for Elisha. And it privied her to some inside information that Elisha didn't give everybody else. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 2 Kings chapter 8. The book of 2 Kings chapter 8. Beginning with the first verse. 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 1. Then spake Elisha unto the woman, whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise, and go thou and thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord has called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God, and she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines for seven years. And I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, the warning of a seven-year famine. Part of Elisha's ministry was to head up a school for the prophets, which required him to do a lot of traveling. He passed by the city of Shunem many times, which caught the attention of a great woman who was rich. She invited him into her house a couple of times, and after having visited with them a couple of times, she said to her husband in Second Kings chapter 4 and verse 10, she said, let's make a little chamber off the wall of the house and set him up a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick so that he'll have a place to stay. This woman went all out to provide for the man of God. She supported the work of God. Not only did she build a room onto the house, but she furnished it with some of the finest furniture that money could buy. The stool that she provided for the man of God to sit on is known as a cassay. The word cassay means to cover like a throne. As a child of God, we should give God our best. We should also give the Lord the throne of our hearts. Not just a one-time situation, but on a daily basis. Understanding that you, within your own strength, ability, talent, education, 
plans, schemes, habits, whatever the case, you within yourself cannot live a life that's pleasing to God only by allowing Jesus Christ to sit upon the throne of your heart and having an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and allowing Him to work in your life, only then can you live a life that's pleasing to God. We all want to hear the Lord say one day, Well done, good and faithful servant. And the only way you're going to hear Him say those words is if you have an ear to hear what He's saying in His Word. Are you getting this? Understand that today. And whatever we do for God does not go unnoticed. Whatever it is that you do, anything that you give, whatever you do for God, it does not go unnoticed. I don't know how this woman's money was invested, but when she invested her money in the work of God, that was the greatest investment that she ever made because it brought forth and will bring forth eternal dividends let me tell you when you support the work of god the benefits are out of this world (laughs) glory to god some of you are going to catch that a little later on when you work for god and support his work the benefits are out of this world that is if you do it with the right motives If you do it with the right motives, God will reward you not only in the world to come, but he'll reward you now. He'll give you the desires of your heart now. This woman was rich. She could have bought anything in the world that she wanted. But the one thing that she wanted more than anything else was a child. And she couldn't have any children. And Elisha called her to the door of the chamber of which she had built on to the house. And he said, 2 Kings 4 verse 16, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And the Bible says that the woman conceived and bare a son at the season that Elisha had said. God will give you the desires of your heart if the work you do for Him is done with the right motivation and out of a love for Him, not to be seen of men. Jesus said, if you do it to be seen of men then you will have your reward. You will have the applause of men. But if you do it in secret where God can see it and only God knows about it, He will reward you openly. And it's a reward not only in this life, but the one to come. God's got some good things for us. He's got good things for us. But I want you to understand this. Whatever God gives... Satan is going to try to take it. He doesn't want you to receive anything from God. 
And the greatest gift, my friend, that you'll ever receive from God is the gift of salvation. And he's going to do everything he can to keep you from getting saved. And, and then after you get saved, he's going to do everything he can to get you to give up your salvation. He can't take your salvation, but he can cause you so much trouble and problems that you're willing to throw up your hands and just quit. So you need to know about your adversary. And Satan tried to take that which God had given this woman. About four or five years later, after this little boy was born, he ran out into the field where his father and the reapers were working. He grabbed his head, suffered a sunstroke, and later died in his mother's lap that afternoon. Folks, sometimes life can come at us hard. And just because you're a child of God, it doesn't make you exempt from life's problems and struggles and difficulties. If anything, when you accept Christ as your Savior, it puts a target on your back. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Satan stole the life of this little boy. Just like he stole the life of the entire human race. Jesus called him a murderer. He's a liar and the father of lies. He told a lie to Eve in the garden. And she was deceived and partook of the tree which God said not to and then gave to her husband who was standing there with her. He stood by ain't saying anything. And that's a problem today in the church. A lot of the men in the church ain't saying anything. A lot of the preachers in the church ain't really saying a whole lot about anything. And it opened up the door for Satan now to kill, steal, and destroy he stole the life of the entire human race. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. He entered into the human experience. Jesus has felt the pain, the sorrow, the hurt, the betrayal. He was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. He did not have a sin nature. He kept the law of God perfectly. And that qualified him to be a sacrifice for the entire human race. And he went to the cross and died for your sins and my sins. And because of his perfect life, when they buried him in that tomb, he rose again the third day. Praise God, he rose again the third day. And all who will believe in what he did can have eternal life. This woman, she now embraces her dead son. The only thing that could fix her problem was a resurrection. And folks, I want you to know that we serve a God of resurrection. <laughs> Glory to God. 
I don't know what problem you're going through today. But I can't think of a worse problem than being dead and buried. But I know someone who overcame being dead and buried. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he overcame that situation for every single one of us who will believe. The only thing that could solve her situation was a resurrection. And she went to Elisha, the man of God. She figured in her mind that if Elisha spoke those words and she was able to conceive and bring forth a child, if God was able to move through him in this fashion then God was able to move through him to raise her son from the dead. And God moved through the hands of Elisha and brought that boy back to life. He's one of the few, only eight mentioned in the Bible. He's one that God moved through under the Old Testament and brought back to life. Just as faith in a resurrection solved her problem, faith in His resurrection can solve our problem today. See, because every single one of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death. And the only thing that can solve our problem is a resurrection. And Jesus Christ died on Calvary and rose from the grave for you and I. And faith in His finished work is what solves our problem. Romans 10 and verse 9, the Bible says, Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Praise God. Glory to God. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Then thou shalt be saved. Now, the world out here classifies Christianity as a religion. But Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. I come to the garden alone. He walks with me. He talks with me. Along life's narrow way. Praise God. He wants you to come to the garden. He wants you to spend a little time with Him every day. Just talk to Him. And when you talk to Him, understand that He wants to talk to you. And He talks to us through His Word. So take a little bit of time every day and go to him, talk to him, open up his word. He said, well, Brother James, I have a little problem understanding the word. Well, that's why the Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is there to help you understand what is written in the word. Jesus said in John 
16, 13, that when the Spirit of truth is come, He will guide you into all truth, and He will show you things to come. What are you trying to tell me, Brother James? I'm trying to tell you this. That our relationship with Jesus Christ privies us to information that the world out here does not have. In 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, the Apostle Paul wrote and said, It is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Being a child of God gives us access to information that the world out here does not have. And they, they have the Bible and they can read it, but they don't have the Spirit to properly discern what is said. That's why Paul went on to say in verse 14, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned. I had a young man to ask me years ago. He was going to school, taking a religion class. And one of his assignments was to read a book of the Bible and write a report on it. And he asked me, he said, I know you're training to be a preacher and I'm reading the book of Psalms, and I, I get some of it, but I, I just, I, I'm missing something. I, I'm just not understanding all that I'm reading here. I said, that's because what you're reading has to be spiritually discerned. What, what do you mean by that? I said, are you saved? Have you repented of your sins? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? He looked down at the ground and said, No. I said, only when you accept Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit comes into your heart, only then will you be able to understand the things that are written in the Word. Now, you ain't going to understand it all. Okay, you ain't going to understand it all. You know, because all of us are on different levels in our walk with God. I mean, you can't, you can't teach um, a kindergartner calculus. He's not going to understand it. The information's available, but his understanding, he's not graduated up to that level yet. But God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. It's found right here in his word. That's why a lot of times you'll read a verse of scripture, you won't get anything out of it. Then later on, you'll come back and read it again. You're like, oh my goodness, I never saw that before. Why is it? The word of God didn't change. It's your enlightenment. As you have grown in grace and the knowledge of the Lord, you, you have come to a point where you're able to understand the information that's been given in the Word. 
When you get saved, the power of the Holy Spirit comes into your life, and he'll open things up to you. We're privy to information that the world out here does not have. And this woman, she loved God. She supported the work of God by providing for Elisha. And it privyed her to some inside information that Elisha didn't give everybody else. He said, 2 Kings 8 verse 1, Arise, and go thou in thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord has called for a famine, and it shall come upon the land seven years. Famine was a judgment from God. For Israel's sin. He sent two of the greatest prophets who ever lived, Elijah and Elisha. Both of these men preached like never before and performed miracles like no other prophets, at least up until that time. And evidence is Israel did not repent. And let me tell you this. Whenever God, through His grace and mercy, does something to this extent and repentance of sin is still not forthcoming, God has no other choice but to send judgment. Sin has to be judged. Today, God has moved in a greater way than he did in those days of old. Today, God has sent his son. And because of what he did at Calvary's cross, that has opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come in a way that he could not do under the Old Testament because man's sin debt had not been paid. Today, by faith in what Jesus Christ did at Calvary. You and I have access to the Spirit. Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. You and I are the prophets today in this world. And Brother James, I ain't said a whole lot to people out there i know you haven't but they're looking at the life you live the most effective sermon you'll ever preach my friend is not what so much comes out of your mouth as it is what you do does your walk line up with your talk because that's what people are looking for folks the Holy Spirit is available to us today, and we can operate in the power of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit. It's available to us today. And you would think that with this power available to us, that things would be getting better and better. But folks, things are getting worse and worse in these last days. Jesus said... In Matthew 24, verse 10, Many will be offended and shall betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. 
But he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but since 2020, things have really gotten worse. I mean, it has doubled the sin, the evil, the wickedness. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's bad. And you can blame elections, you can blame this, you can blame that, whatever the case. But God has sent His Son. He has sent the Holy Spirit. His Word has gone forth. And people's hearts are just hardened today because of sin, because iniquity abounds. The love of many will wax cold, and it has. My friend, when the love of an animal supersedes the love of a human being, we're, we're messed up pretty bad. We are messed up pretty bad. But that's where we're at right now. The gospel's being preached, and folks are being offended by it. Iniquity is abounding like never before, and the love of our fellow man is waxing cold. Folks, the end is near. And just as Elisha warned this woman of a seven-year famine to come, Jesus has warned us of a seven-year great tribulation to come. And come on back next week, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.